everyone. This is Linda J. Wolf, narrator, author, and your personal development coach. This morning, I was making myself a cup of coffee. Now, I kind of like to pinch my pennies. Now, what do I mean by that? I like to save money. See, I'm only going to talk about this just for a second. I like to save my coffee. I don't make a brand new pot of coffee every morning. A coffee pot usually lasts me two days. Now, coffee can't go old in two days. It doesn't grow mold unless it sits for a long time. So I, I poured myself a cold, some cold coffee into a cup, put it into a microwave for about a minute and a half. Add a little almond milk. And I was, and I put Splenda in my coffee. And Splenda has this, the company Splenda has this really cool thing that they do. On every packet, they have a, a little saying on it, a little phrase, like a little pick-me-up. You know, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a great concept. You're opening a packet of Splenda that's low calorie sweet, and you're going to pour it into your cup of coffee to sweeten the, the bitterness that coffee has with it. You don't want to take all the bitterness away from it, but you want to just dilute a little bit of it. Now on, I was looking through these packets of Splenda and I saw this one phrase and it really stuck out at me. The word, it had one big word in the phrase and the word was energy. Now we can look at energy in a, in a lot of different topics. Let's look it up in the dictionary and see what the, the dictionary says for energy. I'm going to pull up the Merriam-Webster and I'm going to pull up the word energy. And here we go. Let's look up energy. Now the first definition, it has like four or five different type of definitions because that's the way the world runs and we use words for different meanings. The first one is a narrative energy, a dynamic quality. Now the second one is an intellectual energy, the capacity of acting or being active. The third one, the energy that flows through all people. Now that's the one I'm gonna talk about right there, which means it's usually a positive spiritual force, okay? There's also the exertion of power, investing time and energy. See, there's so many definitions, but we're gonna use the one that connects to this phrase, be the energy you want to attract, okay? So, I am usually a very happy, warm, positive person. That's me being the energy 
that I want to attract. And you know what? I have to agree. It does attract. No matter where I go in life, whether it's to a grocery store, a shopping outlet, dinner with friends, a day at the uh, auto races with my boyfriend, in everything that I do, I try to exert everything that I am. See, everything starts with me. Everything starts with what kind of energy that I have when I rise from my bed in the morning. Everything is derived from my thoughts, from my actions, my beliefs, and how they align with other people. See, if I can understand and interpret, be aware and observe how other people are speaking, what their body language is saying to me, I will always try to act and speak from an understanding and loving place. That's me being the energy that I want to attract. See, when we, when we act, even despite sometimes our mood, we don't project that mood out into the world, out into Facebook, into Instagram, uh, into the universe. We acknowledge and recognize that emotion we are in and we handle it. We don't let it sit too long because that energy that comes from that mood can be projected onto other people. And I don't want to be that. I used to be. I was guilty of that, of waking up in the morning being crabby, moody, I'm tired. You know, I can give you an example. My my boyfriend, he texts me this morning, and it was I got a really sweet text. He says, "Good morning. Um, I just want to let you know that it's blowing really hard today, and I know you go out walking every day, and they they're alerting us on the weather watch that." branches could be flying around so be careful okay now he projected an energy that attracted me right to the words that I read and it made my heart feel warm warm and loved see now he could have projected a mood he was tired but no he didn't so it's it's really powerful in in the minute that we rise if we're feeling a little moody and tired what that tells us that we should not have stayed up late browsing through Facebook or Instagram or staying up watching 
a late night movie because there's consequences to that. There's consequences. There's always a cost. What we should have done is gone to bed at a decent time so we could feel fully rested and wake up in a really peaceful, rested state of mind. See? Our actions, whether good or bad, have consequences. We could, the consequences of rising, feeling fully rested, getting ourselves a healthy breakfast, having a really positive mindset that trickles into every second, every minute, every moment, every day. If we get stuck in going to bed late, rising late, these type of repetitive behaviors that can become repetitive thoughts and habits. See, we have always have a choice to change how we do things. Always have a choice in how we speak to people. I've been around a lot of people that think it's okay. My daughter used to do this. She would go to school and on the bus, getting on the bus in the morning, all the kids would sit in the back of the bus. They would sit, sit in the back of the bus and, and they, they gave it a label called roasting. Now you've heard of that word before, that word roasting. Roasting usually means that you put somebody down, you criticize them in a rhetorical, negative way. Okay, now this is what this meant with the kids on the bus. And you know what I saw? I saw this repetitive words, repetitive thoughts. I saw it. I saw that it started rubbing off on her. And guess what she started doing? Bringing it home to me. Now see, that is not the type of energy that I want in my home. She goes, well, mom, everybody is doing this. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, Bianca, if everybody jumped off a ledge to their death, does that mean that you and I need to do the same thing? Now, see, I'm being extreme. This is negative and derogatory, see? But I was trying to teach her something. I was saying, sweetie, I, I do not see how roasting each other at the young, precious age that you are, how that grows you into being a successful, positive woman. 
what I see it do, it's doing right now, it's ticking away at the very essence of everything that you have worked hard to get past. Here was a six-year-old daughter who lost her dad. He died to cancer. It took her a long time to overcome that grief. Now as a protective mom, I felt it my duty. See, I always tried to stay aware, awake, observant as to the actions, the body language and the words that come from my daughter because I have high hopes for her. I have high goals for her. And I can't allow negativity to leak into every pore of her being. So as parents, we need to also step in. We need to be the energy for our children. We need to always be conscious of what our children are doing. Not that we need to poke into their private business, but always be aware and stay on top of any slight subtle change that takes your child in the wrong direction of what goals you have both wanted. Now this is a scary thing for me. I started seeing her doing and saying things that I said, that is not my daughter. She's being pressured by peer pressure to be something other than who she truly is. And we shouldn't allow peer pressure to change our identity. Now as a mom, it's my duty and my job to give her guidance along the way and to be the energy and guide her into a positive, meaningful life as a young adult. Now I feel proud. I have two daughters that are older and I I am adamant about sticking to the positive energy and building and growing and guiding children that become successful young adults. And my two older daughters, one is a life coach for U.S. Bank. She coaches people into making the right decisions for their financial future. My other daughter, she is an x-ray and ultrasound technician for Swedish Hospital. I'm proud of them. And, and you know what? Not to say this out of ego, but I stuck to my guns in what I foresaw their future to be. See, if we can set a goal in where we want our children to go and always have it be in a positive light, then we can help guide our children to become those people. But if we are unaware 
and we allow our children to get stuck in Facebook and Instagram and all the gaming that's going on, we will eventually lose them because they are not focusing on a future. They are using precious opportunity moments that they should be doing something that helps them grow. We need to make the decision to agree to how much time and effort we are going to put into ourselves and into our children. Be the energy you want to attract. Teach your children to be the energy they want to attract. See, I, I have I have a really a sad story and it breaks my heart I have a niece and my brother my brother did some things to her and it created a prolific effect on her life it changed her for the rest of her life and she can't get past it and all You know, you can only help people so far. They got to want to get the help themselves. See, my my niece, she, it's funny as parents, if we don't set good moral guidelines, our children will get lost. And my brother did not set good moral guidelines. And my niece got lost. She got caught up in hydrocodone. Hydrocodone didn't do it for her anymore. Then she moved to heroin. And now she's an addict and a homeless person that lives on a street. She lost her two beautiful baby boys. Now see, those are what what are called opportunity cost. And my brother has to feel the weight of it because of his choices, his conscious choices he made. And he lost her. They have tried to get her into treatment. She goes in and out of treatment, then she's gone again. In and out of treatment, and she's gone again. And it just breaks my heart. She reaches out for me from time to time, and I'm just, I'm that energy. And I try to be very positive and upbeat and try to get her help, and then she's gone again. You know how heartbreaking that is. But see, we can be the pillars for our young people, or we can be the detriment but we should always be conscious and aware of what we are reflecting onto them. And my brother, he, I have talked to him and he cries every time because he knew he made a mistake. He had to go to jail for it. Now see, that's something you can't get back. That's that time and energy 
that you can't get back. He's tried. All of us has tried. I want to talk about this because there's a severity to choices. And, and you as well, each and every one of you, you know someone who has been damaged by another person. And they just can't come back from it. They're lost. Now, it's not their fault they're lost, see. Sometimes they fall so far they can't come back up for air. I can only pray for my niece. Pray that maybe one day that she will see all the people that love her and not worry about her. This is food for thought, everyone. Food for thought. Always remember what time it is. Always remember it's your life and you can never get it back. So into the next hour, into the next day, Make all your choices ones of maturity, ones that project an energy that attracts other people to your good positive energy and may help them in some way to find their path. I wish you all a beautiful, happy Tuesday. And this is Linda J. Wolf signing out.